leading organizations with intentionality and purpose is complex work. And dedicated leaders work tirelessly each and every day to build impactful cultures of collaboration. But effective collaboration is difficult and messy. The good news is you don't have to do it alone. Join the Jigsaw Learning Team for Leading Collaborative Response, sharing insights for leaders committed to establishing, refining, and deepening collaborative response in their organization. Welcome back to Leading Collaborative Response. For this episode, I have the good fortune of having stolen Lorna away from some of our partners for a little bit of her time, which I always appreciate. So hi, Lorna. Hi, Jan. Great to be back with you. So our topic today is we've created a continuum of supports. Now what? But I'm going to set that aside for a second because you just celebrated a milestone in your family. We sure did. It was just my mom's 85th birthday. And I have to tell you, Jen, she is in a care facility um, as she has Alzheimer's. and uh, But she's been doing fantastic the, this last little while. And uh, I called her in the morning to wish her happy birthday. And then I called her at the end of the day, too, just to see how the day had gone. And oh my gosh, she was so thrilled. It was it was just like a <laughs> a little child that was so excited about their birthday because she had gone for she had my dad took her out for supper and and uh when they came back in, they had a, a cupcake and a little a nice little placemat for her. And they sang happy birthday to her, and she got like three bouquets of flowers <laughs> she was just it was so wonderful to hear her talk about what a great day she had had and just thinking about that 85 milestone is just really amazing wow well Lorna that just warms my heart as we <laughs> as we sit in this sandwich generation of worrying about caring for our children as they grow into adults and then worrying about the care of our parents as, you know, they, they've cared for us. It does yeah. my heart so good to know that your mom is in such good hands. Oh, and they, I just can't say enough about the facility that she's in there in Claire's home, the Willow Creek Auxiliary. They have done amazing things for her. And she just, when we think back a few years when, you know, it was first determined that that was going to be the best situation for her care. Uh, and now uh, what she's able to do because of that care, it is really incredible. So we're so lucky to have her in, in a situation where people care about her personally she she always looks so wonderful and she's always got nice earrings on and yeah she's they just give her super care and I know that I'm just so lucky that they uh attend to her the way that they do and really do care about her as a person which is really fantastic Lorna I think that segues really well into our conversation here about the continuum of supports mm. because in the process of collaborative response, we develop a continuum of supports designed to meet the needs of our students as we get to know them because we care about them and putting things in place to help them be successful. So it's interesting to see the alignment between what we do for work 
and what we appreciate by other organizations as they do things for our families. Oh, absolutely. And when you think about that continuum of supports, it is identifying how do we attend and care for the students in our care. So as we think about some strategies for living through our continuum of supports, about truly utilizing that continuum of supports, what's one thing we could start with? So, Jen, when you think about the development, and it takes a, a good amount of time and a very messy process <laughs> with all those sticky notes that, you know, I love those sticky notes, <laughs> but the beautiful conversations that come about uh, with school teams in identifying their practice and then uh, physically sharing their practice through those sticky notes and identifying, well, here are all the things that are in common and that we share as common practice across our school and, and our, you know, past the doors of our classroom. But then being able to use those sticky notes to identify really unique practices that are happening in the school as well. That's such a powerful conversation for staff teams to go through. And then to take all of those, and if you're the lucky one, to amalgamate them into a, a, a document, um, then we reach the point of, okay, we've done this fabulous exercise where we've identified practice and now we need to move it into how do we use those ideas in a practical way in our team meetings. And of course, the first step is to create what we would call a placemat or a menu of supports that really allow us to articulate and have accessible, readily accessible, those strategies and ideas from our sticky note activity. So I guess the very first thing that I'd say when you're thinking about the use of those uh, continuum of support, it is making it into uh, something that is practical and accessible. So a poster, a placemat, uh, but something that is very uh, easily accessed for teachers and that is very visible. We make sure that we bring those forward in every meeting that we have about students. And we talk about those four layers of teams to have our continuum of support available in every one of those layers of teams. So we have our menu, our placemat in front of us. We recognize that there are ideas that are going to be generated as part of our collaborative team meetings. Curtis and I talked about that in the refining and we kind of pointed out the, the roles of, you know, content curator or continuum curator or <laughs> captain continuum. <laughs> How does that role ensure that the continuum supports is being utilized? Yeah, so that becomes just part of your process then in your collaborative team meetings when you've got your roles of recorder and facilitator. Then um, I think of uh, Dr. Roy Wilson Learning Center and what they've done is, just like you said, Jen, created that captain continuum. And uh, the, the role of captain continuum is to ensure that we have our continuum present in the meeting 
So the responsibility of that person to have it in front of them and then to be readily reviewing it throughout the meeting and coming up with suggestions directly from our continuum that contribute to those key issues so that we really bring it to life when we have that continuum in our meetings, but even more having a person responsible for bringing forward those ideas. So really being intentional about how we use it, and we can do that easily by giving somebody the responsibility of ensuring they are talking about those strategies that are on that continuum. So we have the printed placemats that we're bringing to the meetings. And I know through different experiences that sometimes that gets, you know, Put away in the drawer till the next meeting. So I know that one of our recommendations is the idea of having it in a public space. Mm -hmm. Can you yeah. talk about how that influences the use of the continuum? Um, for many schools, uh, well, maybe not many. <laughs> for those schools who have the privilege of having a um, specified meeting space, <laughs> I know that it's not always possible. Sometimes schools are uh, jammed to the to the roof with uh, space being taken up. But um, even your staff room or your place where you get together as a team, so it might be a specified meeting place, to be able to have those continuum up on the wall um, as a poster, or perhaps you've got a, a number of uh, continuum that you've been working on in different focus areas, to be able to have those posted and visible. And like I said, even in the staff room, as a continual reminder of the work that, that you've done as a team to identify those strategies. And uh, we often hear comments of uh, if when it's posted in a staff room that teachers will go and take a look at it occasionally, even when they're just considering what they're doing in their own classroom. So really making it a visible part of your environment is is really quite important. And again, becomes a way that we can remind people that we have um, these ideas that we've created together that honor the practice in the school. I've had the good fortune of seeing some schools where it's a bulletin board mm, in, in the yeah. meeting space. And so, you know, they, ha they have uh, identified their tiers. And this is one of the places where we started to notice that the continuum takes that teardrop shape yeah. instead of just that pyramid shape. Because yeah, for sure. As, as they were refining right? They're pulling off this support. They're adding in these two supports as that process. It's visible. It's there. It's, it's just present. It's how we operate. Yeah. And Jen, you know, the other piece that can go side by side with your continuum of supports in that meeting room or in your staff room are your key issue templates. And as you were engaging in that process around key issues in your collaborative team meeting, you're generating those pages that identify a key issue and then identify a number of supports that can be used to address that key issue. And we often see schools have their continuum 
and then have all of those key issue pages also displayed because they become very targeted supports in specific areas of concern that are brought forward based on uh, what's happening for our students. Oh, Lorna, you just made me think of this great feature in our WeCollab software as you're talking about oh, having yeah. that continuum present in those key issues because we enter the continuum of supports into the software. And again, we can add and remove as we need to. But as part of the collaborative team meeting process, when you type in that key issue, it's bringing up the supports that have been identified in that key issue that are connected, that might assist in providing support for students. Yeah, absolutely. And that becomes another place where we can grow our continuum too, to access those strategies that are in the software to allow us to look at what else can we do to be able to support in that particular key issue. So we have it in our meeting space. I think about leveraging it. You said teachers are accessing it when they're thinking I'm like the collaborative planning meetings. Like there's another great space to have those, those supports identified. Yeah. What about having them available when we're having conversations with parents or students? Oh, absolutely. And I would say that this is one of the important pieces that you need to consider is how do you share that continuum of supports with your uh, parent community? And that might be having, again, another poster in the hallway where it's visible for parents uh, as they come in so that they can see and we're really clear and open about the degree of supports that we have available for your child. I think that's a real a positive um, for the parent community. And as a parent, if, if I saw that all of these things are available to help my children, my child in their learning, I, I think that's just a really beautiful connection with parents. So being able to have it visible in a meeting space or hallway when parents are coming in. But Jen, when you have a parent meeting, to have that as a, as a support, again, having that placemat available in a parent meeting to say, well, here's our continuum of supports. And, and, you know, we're concerned about your child in terms of, you know, their, their literacy growth or their reading growth. Here are some things that we do as a school to be able to support. What are what are some ideas that you think as a parent might help that child and even use it as a tool to have those conversations? Jen, you can also do that with students too. And being able to share that continuum with a student who might be struggling in a particular area, especially older students, and for, for them to be able to choose, well, I think this is a strategy that might work for me, and it allows them some of the ownership in how are we going to support this particular concern that you're experiencing at this time. Oh, Lorna, I think of the student support plan meetings that I, I have oh, been yeah. in early in my teaching years and thinking about having that would have been a great anchor for some of those conversations as we're developing the goals and trying oh. to involve the student in how we're going to achieve them. Like, here's some ideas, because sometimes it's hard to start from a blank slate. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, for sure. And sometimes when we're writing those student support plans, we have uh, we might have assessments that we are grabbing some strategies off of. By the way, that's another great place for us to get ideas to expand our continuum is Ed Sykes have beautiful strategies. And after you've developed your own to be able to go to an Ed Psych and really examine, you know, what are the strategies that are suggested by our psychologist that could help us to build out our continuum. But just thinking about that um individual program plan developing and looking at goals and then thinking about, well, within our continuum, what are the strategies that we've suggested across our school and what could possibly be accessed for that individual student for their strategies that will help them to achieve that goal. So yeah, that's a beautiful tie for our continuum as well, using it to help develop our uh, individual program plans. So I think about all the ways that you're using it in a school. And I, I live in a community where quite often on our ask away page on Facebook, it's, you know, what do schools do for students? Which schools are better, et cetera, et cetera. And I think, wow, what if you could leverage the website to share mm -hmm. the supports for students so that people coming to a community truly understood what was happening? Oh, and I think this becomes a very public document. Now, uh, you want to be able to have it in a format where you can share it, whether that's a, a Google Doc or, again, a poster. And some schools keep it in that simple format of a table or uh, some actually use that their continuum as a demonstration of the culture of their building as well. And so once they get to that place, that is, that's a beautiful thing to be able to um, host on your website. I, I would even say with your parent councils, uh, schedule a time with your parent councils that you can share that visual and talk about what it means and how you use it within your school. So, so that parents really have a good understanding that we have been very thoughtful about uh, the supports that we put in place for for all children across the school, and this is evidence of how we provide that support. So Lorna, I've worked in my school. We have developed our continuum of supports. I have captain curation, captain continuum at our meetings. This question is brought to you by WeCollab. Designed by educators for educators, this comprehensive digital system aligns with the foundational components of collaborative response. Moving from conversation to action, WeCollab empowers classrooms, schools, and systems to provide the very best response for each and every child by informing action-based decision-making with data and evidence supporting student success. What advice might you have if I came to you and said, my continuum of supports is not as effective as I'd hoped? <laughs> that is a great question. <laughs> um, 
Well, you know, we often, we actually hear this question quite a bit is that we've gone through that first activity of gathering our sticky notes, gathering our ideas, having those conversations. We've documented all of those ideas onto a menu or a, a placemat of supports or created that poster. But what we find is when we begin to have conversations about students that, uh, we actually don't have a lot of strategies that we are feeling like we're pulling from that continuum. And I would say that there's a few things that need to be done uh, with your continuum. We will always be the first ones to say, it is never done. <laughs> when you've created this beautiful poster, then <laughs> I sometimes caution people on spending too much time making it into this incredible uh, visual because you need to revise it. <laughs> and that is a, a really clear indication when your teams are continually looking back, you've got all of the processes in place, but the continuum is actually not very responsive to what you need it to do. That is, that's a, a really good indication that you need to move into that uh, revision stage of, do we actually have enough strategies that we need uh, visualized on our continuum? So there's a number of things that we can do. Um, of course, <laughs> we can look at the focus area that you're uh, working on. So if it's reading, what are some air, what are some uh, best practice strategies that we know through research uh, can be added to that? So it becomes this exploration of, you know, what are the best strategies that we know through research that actually should appear on our continuum too? So it moves into that re revision place. Um, also, working with your staff to be able to identify what are high impact strategies and what are low impact strategies and that we can go through a bit of a revision on our continuum based on on that as well you know we always um we have a a folder on our website that has a number of continuum on it, <laughs> in it and from different schools and we always uh caution people from going through that folder and then just adopting or adapting one of those continuum as their their own because they miss out on those beautiful conversations that we talked about earlier around the sticky notes but you, when you are in that revision stage, you may want to take a look at those because there are so many schools who are doing this work. And they have come up with some really fantastic ideas that you might want to borrow from them <laughs> so that uh, you can continue to add to your, uh, your continuum. The other thing we see lots and lots of schools do is that you've come to a place where you have an agreement of strategies on your continuum and you might still want to link resources to that or you might even want to make an expanded version of your continuum. So I think of Memorial Compass at high school that they have a nice visual that articulates their strategies across their four tiers but then they have each of those linked 
and then expanded to be able to show uh, lots more specifics within each of those areas. So uh, being able to continue to build. So when it's not working, you probably need to add to it. <laughs> and I know that that uh, Curtis recently did a podcast as well, Jen, with you to be able to talk about what are all of those things that you can do to be able to uh, continue to revise and build upon your continuum of supports. I'm seeing this whole full circle, right? We've created our continuum. Now <laughs> yeah, what? I know. Good news. It's not done. We've created our continuum. Now what? Good news. It's still not done. <laughs> I know. Is it good news or is it bad news? <laughs> this, this is the piece, right? So I, I have the good fortune in this chair to talk to you, to talk to Curtis, to talk to our learning associates about leading collaborative response. And so yes. seeing all these conversations come together where Colette and Marilyn talked about the art of facilitating collaborative team meetings and the common pitfalls in collaborative team meetings and identifying that having that school leader involved in those meetings can help to identify areas for professional growth that they can support individually with teachers or as a staff. Now seeing that same conversation happen here around the development and utilization and refinement of continuums of support, again, Having being the leader involved in that process where you can identify, we might have a gap here with a whole school or, hey, I have a teacher talking to me about this support. They don't know how to use it. How can I help them to build their capacity with that support? The role of leadership here is becoming very clear in understanding the connection of all the puzzle pieces. Oh, massive. And, and Jen, as you're talking, all I can think of is puzzle pieces. <laughs> There's a really good reason why our graphic is displayed in that way, because there, there is no one piece of the foundational components of collaborative response that doesn't link with the other. <laughs> so it, none of this can be done in isolation. And sometimes when uh, we first do an overview workshop uh, with schools, just coming new into collaborative response and, and learning a little bit more about it, sometimes the first step away is that they want to build their continuum of supports. And I think it's uh, primarily because it's a very structured uh, activity that we can engage in on our next PD day, which is fantastic. <laughs> but <laughs> for it to actually have impact and to actually work within our layers of teams, there is a lot more than just that one day activity around sticky notes. And uh, it can continue to influence and build the culture, the collaborative culture that you have in your building and that shared practice if you continually bring back that continuum of supports to review and revise and renew and have it ever present in your school. Lorna, I thank you for that statement because I've had the opportunity to be involved in the development of that initial activity, right? Where I where I facilitated it for some staff so that the school leaders could be a part of the conversations and the energy that happens in that room 
as they feel empowered by what they're identifying. But I've also had the opportunity. Goosebumps. <laughs> I know. I know. And I've also had the opportunity to work in a district where I had the opportunity to be involved in some schools where it's through, like you said, that refinement that that energy becomes spread throughout the building. And it, it does calm down a little bit, but it's it's so, like I said, empowering. Yeah. And don't you think that it gives them a level of comfort knowing that in each of these areas of my practice, I'm not alone. And matter of fact, I have a lot of partners in the school that we have already discussed these areas. And I have a tool that I can access for more ideas and even more. <laughs> We're going to go back to the collaborative team meeting through that key issues process. I can even come all the way down to a key issue that a child in my classroom is experiencing. And there are so many ideas for me to access to be able to support that student. That's huge, Jen. <laughs> I, I think when I started teaching that I most certainly didn't have that. And, and for the most part, even though our staff got along really, really well, um, as people, we had closed doors. And I think about uh, as a new teacher, how much I had to just figure out and do my own reading and try to determine what can I do to help this particular student. But opening those doors and opening them in a way that all of our learning is very visible is really, like you said, empowering. You're talking and I, I go back to our conversation where we were talking about the toolboxes and taking them to the garage. Yeah. Curtis calls it a tool shed. Yeah. <laughs> Lorna, thank you so much for your time today because I think you've really highlighted some key ways which we can share and mindfully and intentionally use that continuum of supports so it's not just a pretty poster. You bet, Jan. It's been great visiting with you. And I hope that the ideas that we've chatted about today are uh, useful to others. And uh, hey, please, anyone who's watching this video, please reach out. If you need to chat through any of these ideas, we'd be really happy to be able to help you with them. Ensuring success for all students is a moral imperative for all schools, but it takes a highly coordinated framework of structures and processes to maximize the collective capacity of the team. In Collaborative Response, three foundational components that transform how we respond to the needs of learners, we share an organizational mindset that involves fundamental shifts for schools and districts. Numerous school and district examples, as well as access to a large number of resources, are provided within the text and in the accompanying companion website. Join the growing number of schools using collaborative response to ensure high levels of success for students and staff, stemming from the essential belief that every child deserves a team. There is something about the synergy of collaborative response. As you hear all of the pieces 
fit together and you start to see things come full circle. Those puzzle pieces of how the different foundational components of collaborative response align with one another, but you can't have one without the other, but there are things that can be done and need to be understood about each so that everything comes together. It takes time and it's a process. And then when you focus in on that continuum supports puzzle piece, that foundational principle, and you hear Lorna talk about, you know, now what I've developed it. And then you hear Curtis talk about good news. It's never done and back and forth and back and forth. It's a journey. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And it's going to continue to evolve as we are all learners. But some key learnings for me that came out of the conversation with Lorna today are really around utilizing that continuum of supports. So being intentional about making it present at meetings, making it present within the meeting space, within the school, within the general public, bringing it to all sorts of meetings, not just the collaborative team meeting, but the collaborative planning meeting, the student support team meeting, the case consult meetings, the IPP support plan meetings, conversations with students and the ability to empower them. So really there has to be some thought about, we have this menu now that we've completed the activity, what are we going to do with it? That second key learning for me is that it is never done. It is brought to a place of our understanding at a particular point in time. And our understanding of pedagogy, of best practices, is going to shift as we do more research into what is high impact, what's low impact. As we start to be very critical about what we're using in our school that is effective or not effective for our students, that is going to grow as we continue to access learning because we are lifelong learners. So as a lifelong learner who continually updates their practice, who continually is faced with new students each and every year, who come with different needs, that continuum within the context of your building, which is also going to shift depending on what happens year to year, is also going to evolve alongside you. For more on collaborative response, visit jigsawlearning.ca or join the JL Insider to receive access to newly added resources and content. Make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe to the podcast and the Jigsaw Learning YouTube channel to access past and upcoming episodes. Join us again to continue to build your own capacity in leading collaborative response in your context.